and welcome to our T1 podcast. Today I'm here with Anissa, Katie, Julia and Mahik and throughout this podcast we will be talking about the history of Loretto from 1930 to the present day. Disclaimer. Disclaimer, the information in this podcast is fact-based and was collected by primary sources. We collected the information by field and desk research. Now here's Emma with Student Life. Firstly, I'm going to talk about the evolution of student life in Loretta College Cabin from the year 1985 to present. In the early years, the girls dressed in a pinafer, long sleeve blouse and tie. Later, the pinafer became a cardigan and skirt. The uniform also included a blazer at one time. The tie has been removed as part of the uniform. As the years passed, the cardigan was replaced with a jumper. Old the uniform consisted of wine, baggy and yellow chaxi bottoms a white polo shirt and a heavy wine hoodie with a red crest on it. Through the years, the uniform has changed to what it is today. Today, the everyday uniform comprises of a wine jumper, pink blouse, wine trousers or skirt, wine socks and wine shoes. There is also a choice of wine school gloves and a wine and pink school scarf. The new PE uniform today consists of skinny fit O'Neill taxi bottoms and a wine O'Neill tassel with a red crest on it. So today I'm going to be talking about the boarding schools of Loretto College Cabin. It was in the 1930s is when the boarding school was introduced to Loretto College Cabin. Loretto opened on Wednesday the 10th and Thursday the 11th of September in 1930 and had 39 boarders and 76 state pupils in that year. In the 1950s, a third store was added to the original building to facilitate more boarders because of the amount of borders that signed up in the following years to come. At this time, Loretto also had a junior school. This was mixed at a school of boys and girls. There were very few boys that enrolled into the junior school, but the secondary school was strictly girls. Loretto was also a very strict Catholic school at this time, like attending mass, paying respects and reciting the rosary. Loretto is still a Catholic school, but also has multiple religions in it as well. Many girls and boys left the original primary school and secondary schools to go to Loretto College Cabin when it first opened. For example, a girl called Kathleen Cahill, at the age of 16, left the Cabin Vocational School to attend Loretto, and some people outside the county attended Loretto like Anna Brady. Especially when Loretto be a boarding school, as well, many parents just took the opportunity to bring their children close to the home, but still have them attending as a boarder. They had a low quantity of people that signed up to the boarding school at the beginning, which was 39, but the quantity of people slowly increased in the future years to come. Loretto faced many problems at the start, like water pressure was low, and because of the rise of demand to be in Loretto boarding school, they had to make more bedrooms and that's why the third story was built. Loretto boarding school is no longer attained in the present day of 2020. Many sources have different 
years when Loretto boarding school closed, so there isn't an exact year when it closed. Thank you guys for listening. Next up is Julia with Mary Ward. Hello, my name is Julia, and as part of this podcast, I'll be talking about Mary Ward and her story. In 1609, Mary Ward founded one of the first groups of activist religious women in the church, the Institute of the Blessed Virgin Mary, known in Ireland and throughout the world as Loretto Sisters. Mary, an English woman, was born in Yorkshire in 1585 during the reign of Elizabeth I. When a youthful Shakespeare was trying to etch out a career as a poet and playwright. Mary lived in an age of religious intolerance. Her parents were devout Catholics at the time, where Catholics were being persecuted for their fate. Her material grandmother spent 14 years in prison because of her Catholic faith. Some of her family also held strong political views. Two of her uncles, John and Christopher Wright, were involved in the gunpowder plot led by Guy Fawkes, which was an attempt in 1605 to blow up the English House of Parliament and assassinate King James I, inspired by the deep fate of her family. Mary felt called to follow Christ in religious life. She joined a poor Clare community in St. Omer in Flanders, now northern France. However, it quickly became apparent that God had a different plan. Mary wanted to follow Christ in a new way, free from religious enclosure and ready to step out to new possibilities. She returned to London and worked tirelessly, caring for the sick, uh, visiting prisoners and supporting those struggling with their faith. A number of women joined her, ready to embark on, on a new adventure, a quest to follow Christ. Christ and spread the message of the gospel. Towards the end of 1609, uh, these six uh, companions, Mary Ward, Mary Points, Jane Brown, Catherine Smith, Susan Rookwood, and Winefred Wigmore, left London for St. Omer and opened a school mainly for English emigrants. At first, Mary struggled to find the form of religious life which uh, suited her dream, uh, where the members would be free from enclosure and ready to undertake whatever was needed to support their faith and uh, spread the gospel. However, in 1611, God intervened in a special way again, inspiring her to take the same as the society. Uh, She now had charity. Her rule and a way of life for her members was to be based the time, not to be confined by monastic enclosure and most controversially to be self-governing without any interference from male congregation or bishop. However, that is not the end of Mary Ward's story. Today, two congregations, the Institute of the Blessed Virgin Mary, Loretto Sisters, and the Congregation of Jesus, CJ, look uh, to Mary Ward as their founders. Their members can be found in many and varied ministries uh, throughout the world, from Ireland to Peru, child to Vietnam, Mongolia to South Sudan. Mary Ward stands as a beacon of hope for our world today. A woman who loved the church yet was not afraid to speak her truth in the name of God. Her resolute and faith-filled spirit shines through she loved. She never wavered from her vision. Knowing the great gift of God's love in her life, she accessed to 
uh, gods. Today, we are Loretto sisters and verse to follow her dream of serving Christ as courageously as she did. Thank you for listening about Mary Ward. Now here's Katie talking about present day Loretto. World's Challenge. Loretto College, in collaboration with World Challenge, undertook their third World Challenge expedition to Morocco in Easter 2016. Our school has teamed up with World Challenge to take group of, groups of students on international excursions with a difference. Unlike a traditional school tour, these expeditions have pushed students out of their comfort zones and introduced them to concept of independent, responsible and ethical travel. The two key st- stages of our expedition are project work and trekking. Personal development is at the core of this type of experience as students engage with local development projects in locations in the developing world. This experience of independent travel is an authentic setting in both a rewarding and character building exercise. Hello, my name is Katie and I'm going to be talking about Loretto College Cavan today. Firstly, I'm going to be talking about sport in Loretto. The following sporting activities are offered for recreational and or competition participation. These include athletics, badminton, basketball, camogie, cross-country running, Gaelic football, rounders, rugby, tag rugby, soccer, spikeball, swimming and tennis. Over the years, Loretto Cabin have enjoyed remarkable sporting achievements in a variety of activities. Each year, individual students and teams are entered for regional, provincial and all-Ireland competitions, often with notable success. We are especially proud of our fine sporting tradition in Gaelic Games. Recently, we have been rewarded the 2018 Under-14A Ulster Champions, 2018 All-Ireland Senior A Football Champions and 2018 All-Ireland Junior A Football Champions. Now I'm going to be talking about music in Loretto. Currently we have two school choirs. The junior choir is made up of first, second and third year students and the senior choir is made up of transition year, fifth and sixth year students. Students are required to do a short audition in order to enter the choir. Rehearsal takes place at lunchtime once a week. The choir perform at school events, concerts as well as various outside events throughout the year. Some past events include Phil Kelter concert in 2013 and the Calvin Christmas Carol concert, which is held annually. The Irish traditional group meet during lunchtime once each week where they have a traditional session. They add new tunes to their repertoire each week and perform at school events and concerts. Listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and learned something new.